Hey, this is Yellow Trash Weekly with you weekly and sometimes monthly dose of trash from <laughs> Europe <laughs> and from the west side of America. I'm Stephanie and you are? I'm Nora. Hi everyone. We are back after a long hiatus, but it's great. <laughs> Just a few weeks. Just a few, Just a few weeks. weeks. You know what I've seen? Our listener count stayed the same. We have, we have a good numbers. We have, we have about what? I'm gonna admit to it. Do we want to record it? 125 people listening to us. It looks like. Hey. A month. Yeah, I mean, it's every month. Under a year. So yeah. it's not bad. It's not bad. I'm, I'm happy about it. It's 120 people who, 125 who finds it, <laughs> I guess, funny, because that's our goal. Make light of things, I guess. It's helpful. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Even if there are heavy topics, sometimes it's nice to talk about some, you know. You talk it out, and then maybe it's going to be a little bit more fun. Yeah. Yeah. Some heavy topics, some light topics. Yeah, today we invited our friend Dave, who lives in Thailand, right? We're going to have a chat with him. And then uh, I want to know what it's like in Thailand. I've never been. So I think it's going to be a whole Thailand episode. How did you get to Thailand? Like what made you get there, and how, and why? Oh, yeah, that's that's a long story. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Everything is gonna be a long story with Dave. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, but the great it, honestly, one actually. It, it started in Sweden. Um, so I was working in Sweden. Uh, I had a what I thought would be a long-term contract. I had signed a lease on an apartment, and the company unfortunately. Um, wasn't listening to me on in terms of uh, what they should be doing, and they ended up losing a big chunk of a contract with uh, Sony, and as a result, they couldn't afford me anymore. Oh, <laughs> so, okay. Uh, I had already signed the lease and everything, and um, there was really no reason to go back home. Uh, so you were trying to point. save your own job, but it didn't work, and uh, you had to go live somewhere else. Yeah, well, I mean, I didn't have to go live anywhere else at that time. I was just living in Sweden. I spent Christmas there, which mm-hmm. was quite lonely and depressing, if I'm being honest. Really? But I did, yeah, there was like two feet of snow every day, and I had to bike through the snow to the supermarket oh, no. to get food and stuff. Oh, no, you had to bike? <laughs> yeah, I only had a bicycle. It's a... Um, I, I don't know this story, but it, it, sounds, it sounds harsh. When are we going to get to the tropics? Really <laughs> I'm freezing. Snow in Sweden in winter with bike. Oh my god! It was very pretty. Uh, they they decorate for Christmas quite well, so you know you get the nice Christmas lights on the trees everywhere. Yeah. Uh, so it's beautiful. You know, white snow looks great, even on a even if the city is like dirty or whatever. Not that it was, but mm-hmm. it looks nice with the the white decorations and everything. It felt uh, I hadn't seen snow in a long time, so. Oh yeah, because you're from so from California originally. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, we know each so, other from uh, from the game industry, uh, working together. But we met in California, Southern California, and then, yeah, the rest is. I left for China. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We don't talk. I don't talk about the companies here. It's not. But um, yeah. So you were at Sweden. Why did you have to leave in the end? I just decided at, at some point to give up on my lease and just go somewhere else because it was getting just too depressing. Um, so everyone in Sweden talks about Thailand all the time, like obsessively. Really? So is it yeah, the, is it their anyway. go-to vacation spot? Maybe it's like the British go to Ibiza and then 
the, the, the Swedish people go to Thailand, maybe? I don't know. Well, at least the Swedish people that I knew, and, and uh -huh. a lot of Russian people as well. Um, but yeah, they would always talk about how great Thailand is. They had such a great time in Thailand. I'm like, all right, I'll go to Thailand. Because, <laughs> you know, it's freezing cold, and Thailand is warm and sunny, and so why not? Um, so I planned it for my birthday uh, that I would go to Thailand. Uh, that's in April. And so, yeah, I just I booked a ticket and gave up on the four months remaining on my lease. I left behind some money to take care of any issues with that, which we're not supposed to do. I'm sure I've got a record in Sweden now because like they're really, really against uh, any sort of rule breaking like that. Like, oh, uh, that like, them. Huh. Um, but I and then I hopped on a plane to to Thailand. And there you are. How many years now? Nine years. Oh, wow. Okay. Wow. A life. That's a long time. Because uh, you also have a family now there, right? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's my birthday, and my birthday happens to come on the uh, biggest celebratory time of the year here, which is called Songkran. Mm -hmm. uh, probably saying it wrong. What, what but, are they um, celebrating? Is it a religious or a... It's sort of religious. Basically, mm -hmm. you're... It's... I'm not like I'm the worst person in terms of the history of this, but basically everyone goes out into the streets with water guns and in swimsuits and sprays each other with water and then slaps each other with powder. Oh, it's um, like India. India has this when they have like the throwing the of the colorful powder stuff, right? Is it similar to that? It's a little bit like that, but not not so colorful. Oh, okay. It's more about the water and the powder to <laughs> cleanse to okay. cleanse the bad. Yeah. Um, so that's what was going on <laughs> during my birthday, which was great because everyone's out in the streets uh, of Bangkok in like little swimming pools and people are driving by with like tubs of water in the back of their pickup trucks and just hosing me down. Uh huh. <laughs> so you participated so and then you, you've had a, had a lot of fun, I guess. Yeah, of course. It's, it's one way to beat the heat, right? <laughs> I, yeah, I didn't even think of that. It was already hot in April. Okay, of course. It's so hot in Thailand. Yeah. yeah, it gets real hot. Like 25 hot. degrees Celsius is cold here. <laughs> People yeah. put on sweaters. <laughs> it's too hot for me over there. I think it would be too hot for me. That's why I don't love, 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 love the tropics as much. That's why I'm like holding off. But humidity. Humidity kills yeah. me, kills my hair also. So. Kills everyone's hair. Oh, really? <laughs> Yeah, it kills flat hair, it just makes it worse, and then I hear, I guess it kills the curly hair, because it makes it more unruly, but yeah, okay. It definitely does, yeah. Well, so there you are in Thailand. Stephanie, Stephanie actually visited Thailand, so I'm I'm really interested in her experience. Yours was a vacation, right? Yeah, yeah, I went on vacation, and I went um, February, just because of the heat, and even so, it was already too hot for me. Are way too hot. Um, I I could never live there. It's just the heat. I'm I guess I'm intolerant to 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 extreme heat. Like Florida, I had to leave. It's also too hot for me. What What do you uh, do when you're too humidity. hot? Like, did they have air conditioning in your place where you stayed, Stephanie? Well, yeah, of course. I would, I oh, I don't know if that's a given thing in Northern California. Would, it's yeah, not a given, <laughs> and it gets hot it's here. A given that, no, it's a given 
for me, knowing that I'm going to a hot place, that I choose a hotel with air conditioning. That's a given. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, even even when we went to Riley Beach, which is like a little island, and there were only little huts, like really tiny huts, and it was a millisecond when we arrived, and I was like, is there no air conditioning in these huts? And I like a millisecond where I had this panic, there might not be air conditioning in these huts. <laughs> Thankfully, there was. It didn't work well, but it, it, it was enough to keep it cool. But, yeah, I almost panicked. I was like, I can't stay here when there's no air conditioning. Well, what you need to do is just, just jump in the water, hot. and then you'll be fine. The water is hot. It's yeah. not California where you have ice-cold water. It's so hot that the water is hot. The water well, doesn't cool you off. I'll, I'll compare, nice warm hair. I compare yeah, it to... It's like sitting in a puddle of urine. I mean, it's just so hot. It's like a hot tub. It's just like, I know. Stephanie, no, Stephanie said the water. same thing about Florida. So no worries. It's just the heat aversion. I agree on Florida as well. I lived there for a couple of years and uh, did not enjoy it. But you like Thailand more. You like Thailand. Well, Thailand is tolerable because, you know, when you live here, you can get all the creature comforts you need. So we've got air conditioning in pretty much every room. Mm-hmm. Um, Where do you live in Thailand? It's in the northeast. It's in an area called Isan. Oh, okay. Um, it's a lot of people from Laos uh, immigrated here and sort of settled down in the area. My wife is actually from Isan. Okay, and do you do you really like the food? Yeah, the spicy I do. Spicy and all of that, yeah. Yeah, it's super spicy. I mean, you have to be in the mood for it. Um, and you know, unfortunately, having lived here for nine years, you kind of like get bored. <laughs> but yeah, of course, uh, of course. Anything my wife cooks is great, so that's that's a benefit. And can she, does, she uh, can she make it not spicy, or she always cooks spicy? Yeah, she can make it not spicy. Like my daughter doesn't like the spice so much, so she'll make like the tom yum with a less spice. So a little bit of spice, but not too much. Yeah, I can't then, um, spice. Me either. <laughs> I would just cry because because of the because I wouldn't eat it. And my tears are flowing. It's a, it would be a mess, and I'd be hungry it's all the time. Enjoyable. But my husband, he doesn't mind um, spicy food. So he had some, on his vacation day, he had, of course, he ate some spicy food and some curries and all of that. And then on the way back on the plane, he had the worst, like, stomachache ever. I think he got a stomach ulcer from all the spicy food because his body wasn't used to it. Mm. And he had a miserable time flying back. Like, he like he really acted like he was dying. And I was really worried because I didn't know what was going on. And I was mm-hmm. on the way back. Yeah. Yeah, That's I mean, terrible. I think it, it it's one of the side effects of, like, if, if you're not prepared. Is there Western food there to kind of supplement? Yeah, yeah, yeah there's yeah, lots of Western food. We, we got Burger, Burger King. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah but, but if it's not fast food, like Western-style uh, grocery shops, maybe, or whatever, or not just yeah, the store yeah. itself. You just buy regular, regular groceries, and you just make, without, like, Thai spices, you just make... You can make hamburger. You just have need meat and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Well, they they have Western foods here as well. Like if I go to Macro and I pick up like t- canned tomatoes and you know pastas and things like that, and then I just make it at home. And there are a few restaurants here that do Western food, uh, and they have you know pizza, their own version of Pizza Hut, and they have Pizza Hut here as well. Yeah, so I don't like food, I don't like anything it. fast food. That's not Western food for me. But I meant like, is there like can you buy turkey? You know, salami yeah, or whatever. No. Salami, yes. Turkey, no. Why? Why not turkey? Tur- Tur- Turkey's a little bit more difficult because it's 
not a lot of people here who like it or even know what it is. And to, exactly. We are getting into they, the, they the good stuff like the now. <laughs> <laughs> well, See, I mean, how, how can you not make a turkey sandwich? <laughs> well, you could, but you'd have to buy like a fresh turkey and kill it and then, you know, you have to deal with that. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You know, I mean, one of the most American thing is like, I have nothing to feed my children. Let's make a turkey sandwich. Here's your lunch. Well, Thai food's so cheap here. It's like you know, a dollar to. But if it's spicy, you you know, we order uh, spicy Indian food because the Indian food where we live is very spicy. The chef multiple times told us, "I cannot make it not spicy, else it's bad." And I'm like, "Okay, well, we are kind of like the customers, but like if you really want to make it the way you make it, just make it." And then the kids want to eat it, so we order it. And every time they see it, they try to taste it, and it's like, oh my god, I can't. And they, they cry, run around the house, and they just won't eat it. Say we are in Thailand, I take them, but am I going to feed them? Oh, there's plenty of non-spicy foods here. Yeah. So. But I survived. It's, it's a... I survived. <laughs> I ate it's, food. I love like, food. This is why I'm, just, I'm worried. Just don't order sometime, and you'll be fine. Okay. <laughs> All right. Because every time I order from... Laotian restaurant nearby too and it's like oh my god everything is spicy at this place and some people love it and that's why they go there and that's why they order it but if you just can't handle it then it's really not enjoyable I can't speak to that particular restaurant but we're talking about an entire country here trust me you can find something that's not spicy exactly (laughs) I'm I'm happy about that I I ate nothing I ate nothing spicy the entire time there and I certainly had lots of Asian dishes good okay good to know only thing I didn't like is that they put apparently, um, at least at the hotel that I stayed in, they put fish sauce and everything. So even when I was yeah. at breakfast downstairs and I had the um, scrambled eggs and they it, put it, it tasted like fish sauce. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I can't even eat because I hate fish sauce. Like I really absolutely uh, cannot. I, I don't eat any fish either. And so I know it's almost everything, but a lot of times you can't taste it. But in the eggs and in the stuff, you could really taste it like you're eating like sauce flavor stuff so um that was really tough for me <laughs> but then what did you eat tell me the dish that you liked i love um mango sticky rice of course it's that's a dessert. Oh, yeah. but that's oh my god that's so good i mean i had like, tons of pad thai pad thai is not spicy at all yeah. um so i like pad yeah. i like that one i like that one a lot there are lots of really yeah lots of really great dishes i mean the food is great. I wish I could handle spicy food because I love red curry, Thai mm-hmm. red curry. I love it. And I make it myself at home and I try to, um, you know, make it not spicy as much as I can because um, I love it. So I wish I could handle more spice, but I just, I can't. Yeah, exactly. You but handle that's... the tolerance. Yeah, like, you could. But I then know. that's just ruining I... your taste buds. <laughs> no, it's not. It doesn't ruin your taste buds. Like, uh, <laughs> I didn't come here enjoying spicy food. I, I occasionally would have spicy food and I'd be okay with it. But, you know, now it's, it takes quite a bit more spice to, to actually uh, affect me. And there was one occasion that I totally regret. I, I went to a restaurant and I asked for sometime. Sometime is this, uh, it's just chopped up papaya, like sour papaya, with uh, sprinkled with like fish sauce and um, garlic and onion and uh and spices, the the bird chilies, the red ones. Mm-hmm. But they brought this dish out, and it was so covered and smashed with the bird chili that it had turned red. Oh, God. Like, it wasn't like there were slivers of, you know, spices on it that were red. It was the whole 
papaya salad had turned red. And um, since I'd asked for it, you know, I'm not going to like not eat it. So, so I went ahead and I ate it. You ate and the whole within, thing? I, I got through half. And, yep. and at that point, uh, it was about 20 minutes in, everything burned. Like uh, I was like basically crying. And then it hit my stomach and I just, I rushed to their bathroom and I sat yep. there for like an hour. <laughs> I can imagine. I can absolutely imagine. Oh my god! But there is good food in Thailand. Saving grace, I'm going still. Okay, so you guys saved the food for me because I was very, very worried. Because if I love anything, it's food, and I want to be in a country where I can eat the food. Just say, but but let me tell. Let me ask this: Can you ask to tell them to make it non-spicy? Would they do it, or they just say no? Yeah. They would. Yeah, my pack. You say my you, pack. My pack. And you're white, like you. You look. Mm. You look like a Westerner, and they know. They're very much aware of Westerners. <laughs> they don't like the, the spicy no. food. They even ask, do you want a Thai spicy? Like, when somebody no. actually wants spicy, they ask, do you want a Thai spicy or just spicy? Like, they know yeah. that there's a different spice for white people, basically. Very much so. And and also even between me and my husband, we always like the kids complain first, and then I'm I taste the food and I'm like, yes, they are right, it's spicy. My husband tastes it, it's not spicy at all. Of course, everyone has their own tolerance, <laughs> and my tolerance is very very low. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, food is no uh, food is saved. I'm so happy because I'll I'll visit. I'm planning my vacation now, Dave. Just open up your guest room uh, if you have one. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll have to kick my daughter. Oh poor girl! I just I just scoot in like in front of her bed on a mat, like what is it like a sleeping bag? It's like don't worry about me. I'll just sleep here under your bed, like you know. <laughs> well, the hotels are quite reasonable here. So I know. I'll I'll stay in a hotel. Don't worry. Reasonable. I'm not gonna couch surf with your family. That's super reasonable. I mean, it's everything. Even the um the, the tram or I don't know what you call it, but that's super cheap. That's how I got around actually, because I was there um my husband and he was on a business trip so during the week i was on, on my own so i traveled um bangkok all through my like on my own on the tram and went everywhere on my like on my own that's like a and documentary movie cheap. or that's kind of like oh my god like what you see in the movies how was that did you feel safe and it's all like i just explore yeah i just i felt like lost in translation that movie it was all it was very <laughs> different i was just by myself i was just people watching of course, it's Bangkok, so there were a lot of lot of tourists, you know, a lot of yeah. white people everywhere. Um, I, you know, most of them were um, English people in, like, from England. There were a lot of them there. So I went through malls, and they're very much into, like, all this plastic surgery and stuff. Get fillers and Botox. At the mall? Everywhere. It's, yeah, yeah, it's like, it's like Beverly Hills or something. Yeah. Oh, tell me about it. Did you try something? I really want to know. I looked at the prices, you know, because I was like, oh, if it's reasonable, I'm, I'm going to try one of those things. But it was still too expensive for me. I'm just, I don't want to spend too much money on that. So yeah. I was like, yeah, that's And also, I mean, they might, it's, it's a and delicate it's a thing. It's a delicate thing. You might, you might not end up the way you, you imagined. <laughs> well, I wasn't, it wasn't plastic surgery. I was just going to. Right, right. But the, but the fillers, like we, we need to I talk. I have a nose job. <laughs> No, no, no. We need to we need to have a good language skills with the person. We're gonna explain the amount of feeling we are going for here, right? Like it's not gonna be like you know just a little, and they're like they're little. It might be a little different. So we need exactly be on the same languages. I'm scared. Well, most of the, most of the people who do that stuff are usually speak English or 
some amount of English. So. Yeah, well, especially approaches me, especially me, a white person, they know exactly that they're going to talk English to me. They wouldn't like. No, even 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 then, I I pictures a lot of supporting evidence because I went to hairdressers saying make my hair rose gold, and then I turned out to be orange. Like that's their rose gold. Like mm -hmm. th there's different perceptions everywhere. So <laughs> pictures, evidence, languages, and sizes. They have pictures. They have pictures, and then. There was one experience, I'll never forget, that would never happen in America. I was at the grocery store, and I saw packed up mango sticky rice. So I was like, wow, I want to get that. I wanted to see how much that is. So I couldn't see the price tag. So I lifted it up and turned it around to look at the price. And then all of a sudden, someone slaps me on my hand, takes it out of my hand, and yells at me in Thai. And it was um, a store clerk that I, I wasn't allowed to turn it around. And I was like... Sorry, I was looking for the price, and apparently the price was on the top. I just didn't see it. But, like, I was so shocked. Because you were not supposed today, to touch... Today, Evan, or what? I was not supposed to turn it around, because it was laid out beautifully. Oh. By turning it around, it could have, the mango could have moved around. Oh, I whatever. see, I, I see. Don't know, but, like, she literally slapped me, though. <laughs> like, you know? It was, um, yeah, that was a shock. That was culture shock. Yeah. You were ruining her display. How dare you? <laughs> It wasn't even hers. It was a big grocery chain, and she just was a worker in there. Oh, oh. I had a similar experience in China. I was learning Chinese, and I went into the shop, and I was, they were, I always carry my own backpack, so I just put everything in my bag. She offered me a bag, and I thought I was saying, I don't want. I said, bullshit. That means oh. incorrect. So I told her incorrect, and she flew off the handle, and she, like, went on this long rant and all the other employees stopped and like looked over what she was doing and she was just berating me and like shaking her finger at me and i'm like okay okay i step back and i'm like i don't know what to do here what's the and real word the do you know the real word what? you were trying to say how does that sound uh for don't want or booyong for don't need oh okay but i said i said bullshit because i didn't know any better at the time so okay. i was just saying incorrect that put me off learning for quite a while. Yeah, yeah, this is, okay. Yeah, I didn't touch anything in any other grocery store ever again. <laughs> <laughs> Unless I'm buying it, I'm not touching it. See, yeah, there you go. Little, little things that go crazy like that. The, so the I, misunderstanding. I think most Americans probably go crazy there, because Americans just go touch everything and they throw it on the ground and they don't give a shit, like someone cleans it up in the no. grocery stores here. Yeah. Not the people, not the Americans that travel. The, the Americans that travel, they usually have um, a better head on them. They wouldn't do such a thing and not be that disrespectful. Even even the I, tourists? Yeah. I don't know. No, most of the Americans who come here are generally respectful, but if you go to certain yeah. areas, you'll run into the yahoos and the assholes. Um, and then a lot of the expats who live here long-term they fall into basically one of two categories. Uh, either they're retiring here and they're, you know, generally decent people who, you know, often military, you know, veterans and things like that. Or they're failures, <laughs> absolutely like, miserable failures in all things in life. They have nowhere else to go. To, yeah, they basically, if they stayed in their home country, they'd probably be in jail right now. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, unfortunately, there's, there's several that I know of around here. That's very annoying. That uh, so one of them has an issue with you personally, but I don't have to go into that. But it just sounds okay. Yeah. You have a community, I figured, but not like this. 
I mean, there's the good and the bad. And, there's the and good and the bad. There's not a lot of people like uh, me. There's a few who are like, you know, creatives or and are sort of living their lives here. But So it's tough to find friends. And, and about every six months, someone dies that I know, which what? is kind of annoying. What do you mean? I mean, it's sad. They're old. They're just oh, old. like they're retired. And okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like I had a friend die of liver cancer recently. Uh, a man named Gary who ran uh, one of the bars here. Oh. And, you know, yeah. that was sad. Yeah. Yeah, that <laughs> yeah, was actually a co-worker of my husband's. He was in Thailand, and I think he was American. I think he was only there uh, for work. But he ate something bad, and then he was he was like, oh, I'm not feeling too well. And then it was like a day later, he's dead. <laughs> oh um, Jesus! Yeah. Oh, that's a, that's a little bit different too. Ouch! Uh, yeah. Quite sudden. What, what did he eat? <laughs> Where did he go? You know, I just, I, was I, it sometime? He must, <laughs> he must be. I was doing some street food, I think. So that's why I, when I was there, I stayed away from street food, even though a lot of it looked delicious. I know. I was gonna I, say, by street food. My stomach is not used to it, so mm. um, I'm I'm just gonna you know eat out from restaurants. So I purposely. Yeah, I do have to food. say that you you can get certain street food, but it has to be cooked fresh. If it's not cooked in front of you, you don't see it going into that thing and getting like clearly mm -hmm. a good a good grilling or whatever it might be. Yeah, you you might be in in danger. I, I fortunately, because I lived in China for two years before I moved to Thailand, um, I had already endured quite a bit of stomach issues, uh, including about with <laughs> You've been acclimated. <laughs> yeah. The ardia means someone shat in your food or cleaned their hands after coming out of the toilet and then handled your food. Um, so, oh. yeah, that was that was the worst thing I've ever experienced. Um, Is it like food poisoning? Is it an like food poisoning? Like uh, it's you know? it's a weird kind of food poisoning because you're you are, you've been poisoned, but this bacteria is like bubbling up in your stomach constantly. Yeah. So you're just spitting and vomiting. <laughs> it's coming out both ends the entire time. There's nothing oh, you can yeah. do about it. You just feel yeah, yeah. like you're about to combust internally all the time um, until you you know you get through the meds. Okay. Yeah. Oh, Maybe I'll 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 watch the beach a couple more times for t I don't know what to say. Just don't eat street food. Okay. Street food. You're, fine. What, you're fine. Well, it's it's not just street food. Anything you're gonna eat, make sure that you're they're cooking it it's properly fresh. and they're sanitary. So Thailand's more sanitary than China was at the time that I was there. I'm sure China has improved since then. It's been a number of years, but. Uh, you know, if you go to the street markets and stuff, they, they do tend to be quite clean and they clean their stalls and everything in between days. They're, so I would say that one of the good things about Thailand is everyone's quite clean. Yeah, so there is that famous street vendor show on Netflix. Did you visit any of those? Do you know about those people? Um, you no. guys you guys don't know? Oh my God. Like, <laughs> that's why I thought about, I really want to see this guy cook in real life. Because there is this famous street vendors, and one of them is in Thailand, and they show him cook, and he puts so much love, you know, into that street food, <laughs> that it's it's something that I'll I'll look it up for you. I'll find the episode. I'll send his name, and then you have to go seek him out in this country. I don't know how big the country is. How big is it? Yeah, it's it's kind of big. Uh, it's, yeah. it's so from here to Bangkok would be about like four hours, and mm -hmm. then. There's like a long coastline that's like another eight hours of travel if you go down as far south as you can. Um, 
So it's kind of like size of California, but a little bit smaller in one way, but kind of California-ish. I think it's like half the size of California from top to bottom. I always forget the top part. Yeah, the top part I never go past. But I will say if you do want to come to Thailand, I wouldn't just come to visit Thailand. You may as well do the whole circuit, which is to say that you can go across the Cambodian to the Cambodian border and see Angkor Wat. Which I yeah, you do. obviously that is yeah. like okay, but that's a that's a destination to see. I'm sure. Did you go see that, yeah. Stephanie? No. Oh, you didn't. Okay, the temples. I stayed, did I you? stayed in Bangkok and then I went to Riley. So did you yeah, see I, it, Dave? Uh, I've gone to the border a number of times, but I haven't been to Angkor Wat yet because it's been restricted. Um, there was a uh, fighting between the Thais and the Cambodians. So. Yeah. 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 Was not in the cards yeah. for me. Maybe in yeah. the future. Yeah, um, sure. But then, but then you can go to Vietnam, which you have to do for uh, the French Vietnamese cuisine. That's mm-hmm. cool. And then Vietnamese. you may as oh, yes. yeah. Then you may as well go north to Isan, and then you can come back into Thailand, and then from there you could even like go all the way to the west and go to India. Mm-hmm. I don't think I could. I could uh, handle India. The smells. I couldn't. But but okay, uh, I just it's too much sensations, you know. I can't. I I'm really like no. But uh, okay, all right. Well, I'll go with friends. I go with people for a vacation. I believe that's the most I can do. I I'm not much of a traveler like this. Unfortunately, I'm more yeah. sensitive. And isn't it isn't it true that uh, you as as a non Thai person are never allowed to own property or anything over there? That is true. I cannot own a property. I could purchase a condo, but uh, I can't own a house. So everything's in my wife's name, which I'm fine with. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there were a lot of cases. Um, I already know all of this because, like I said, my husband went there um, for his job all the time. And so a lot of his co-workers stayed there because they met somebody. And sometimes they get scammed out because they got married to a Thai person. And they make them buy all these houses. And it's all in the wife's name. Like businesses yep, yep. and all that, and then they leave, hmm. and yeah, the that, guy gets nothing. Yeah, that's that's one of those classic Thai stories. Is so the here's the classic Thai story that that everyone hears at some point when they come here is a, a older gentleman comes here either to retire or he's like still like he's in his fifties and he's gonna retire soon, and he meets a nice young Thai woman, usually half his age. Yeah. And um, and so he, he moves in with her, and then they buy a house together, and then her brother keeps coming to visit, and then, you know, the, her oh, family's yeah, buffalo gets sick, and no <laughs> the family's buffalo gets sick, and he has to take care of the mother who has to go to the hospital, and he's spending all this money, and eventually he has to go back to his home country to continue working so that he can afford to continue to live in Thailand. And then while he's gone, he finds out that the brother is actually her real husband. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then that, it, that actually seems to happen quite a bit, um, oh. given the number of times I've heard the story. Because um, the, the truth of the matter is that a lot of Thai people see uh, Forang, which is what they call all yeah, people who are not Thai, uh, they see them as a stepping stone to getting money. Yeah, which is all, all, it's every, it's every country where they don't have anything, you know, or, or, or as much, you know, it's, it's just a natural yeah. human nature. I mean, 
well, you get it. You can, you know, it's only up to your ethics as a person what you what you are willing to do, you know. And this is why the movie was very interesting to me, Parasite. And Stephanie was like, what was that shit? And I was like, well, that's just human nature. <laughs> when you have people who had nothing and they are willing to get something and they are willing to do anything to get something, that's what you get. And uh, it's shitty to see, but it happens all the time. It like between countries, you know. It's the same way when we in Hungary, we are, you know, better, so-called, than when we go to Turkey. We are the people who are like, oh my God, everyone follows you around because you're special. When we go to Germany, we are the poor ones, right? So it's, <laughs> everyone has their place <laughs> in the global <laughs> society picking order. So there. Well, that was interesting, though, what you said about Parasite. You, you do know that the rich people are actually the parasites in that movie. No, <laughs> I didn't think so. <laughs> yeah, they are. So, so one of the things that he's, he's doing in the movie is sort of showing how the parasitic relationship goes both ways. So what, what do the rich people do? Like they have these lives of luxury. They don't really do anything. The, the wife in particular, like the kids taken care of by the nanny, all of the work is done by other people. She, she does nothing. So she's basically a parasite on all these poor people. Yeah, which is a uh, job provider, right? The Republicans call it what the job creator. <laughs> job creator, yes. The myth of the classic job creator. <laughs> you know, well, it's it's the, in that movie the way they had to live obviously was sad, but that that stuff happens, you know. For sure. I mean, I've seen it here. There's people who live out in the countryside. So my wife has a farm out in Royette. And uh, we lived there for the first uh, year and a half or so um, until I realized that I would never be able to conduct business on satellite internet. Um, Why not? Not and, even Elon Musk yeah. satellite? What a what a what a. <laughs> oh, well, that didn't exist yet. Um, oh. <laughs> remember, this is years ago. So yeah, no, I was trying to do stuff. I, I actually almost caved and became a teacher. I got like a teaching English as a foreign language uh, certificate. Uh, through an online course, but that is, I am not a teacher. <laughs> You're so patient and so kind. Why not? <laughs> it's, it's not that it's just, it feels weird. And, uh, like I'm teaching someone something that came naturally to me. And yeah. how can I teach someone when I've never struggled with it? Yeah. I, Teaching is I, a skill, definitely. Not everybody can teach just because you know yeah. the subject. Exactly. It requires... I can teach, I can teach design, but I can't teach English. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> it, 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 it requires wow. empathy and it requires actually understanding of, of yeah how people learn and a lot of that. I went to teaching school uh, in college for a year. Not much, but yeah, I, I had some subjects, some methodology on this. So it's... Um, Definitely. And I realized I'm not a teacher either. I just don't have the patience personally, but I uh, understand the steps a bit. And you're right. Yeah. But you're, you're a great, you're, I, I think you're a really good writer. And I think well, you kind yeah, of find writing, your way. Writing's easy. Yeah. <laughs> writing is easy, but uh, teaching English, I think I just, I have the patience for it. But since I don't struggle in the same way that they do, I don't know what they're stumbling on. And when they're starting from zero, I really struggle to understand what they're getting lost on. Did you teach your so, kids English? They speak English. Yeah, Rhea speaks uh, English fluently, um, which is nice. Um, 
but that was just from your wife. Does she? She does speak English, yeah. Uh, not not the greatest English, but how's your tie? Terrible, awful, <laughs> just the worst. Yeah, mostly in English, but ironically now Rhea can fix any miscommunications, which is nice. <laughs> it's a sweet it's a sweet relationship. You always need her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Come fix come fix my marriage with mom. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing can ever fix that. Yeah, right. I yeah. I had a great morning with my husband, so yeah, we are we are on the same page. It's uh, it's always miscommunication, even if you speak the same level of English, no matter what you do. <laughs> yeah, it, well, it's funny how the little miscommunications mean almost nothing, but or the the big miscommunication is often starts with the little one. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so it seems it seems like it's not a big deal, and then it builds. <laughs> So tell me this, you said you're not going to come back to the U.S., I think that's a personal reason, but then also you're not going to bring the kids. What if one of them wants to really, really come and live here in the U.S.? Uh, well, Rhea can. She's a dual citizen, so she could just go if she wants to. And uh, her grandma is certainly uh, hoping that she will, and maybe she will at some point. Right now she's too young, obviously, and also, you know, COVID, so... Mm-hmm. Um, you don't you don't want to go back to the US? No, I Do never you? never ever. No. Really? Um the yeah. The because it's become a dystopian nightmare. Mm-hmm, uh yeah. the likes of which <laughs> I've only read of in novels like 1984. Um Yeah, yeah. New- I, I yeah, I agree with you. That's actually why I'm in Germany. Yeah, and uh I loved Berlin. Um, that's that's a great city to live in. Mm-hmm. I, I would I would certainly move there, but I would not move back to the U.S. I might I would consider like maybe Seattle or one of the more left leaning areas, but even still, it's just a, a dangerous place to be right now because of uh, I mean the cops can look at your Facebook page and and they can get into your chat at any time that they want. They just have to request yeah. it. It's insane yeah. to me. And they can, I mean, just just the, the freedom I felt when I left America. And I was like, wow, I don't have to be afraid that I get shot anymore. Like every time, honestly, yeah. was, when I was like cutting someone off in the car or did something on the road where I know I pissed someone off. I'm like, in America, I was genuinely scared. What, what if they pull a gun right now? They could easily just pull a gun right now. And that complete fear, or it, it was all the time in the U.S. If I pissed someone off any, anyway, I always was scared. What if you pull a gun right now? And I don't yeah. have that fear here anymore. And that's just, that That alone is mental freedom for me. For me, for me it was the cops. Uh, because yeah. I, I had had a number of encounters with police in the U.S. where um, mm. there was one occasion where I, in college, this was my first real experience with cops. Prior to that, I'd been in the D.A.R.E. program, the Drug oh, Abuse Resistance yeah, Education yeah. Program. And so I'd, I had always thought, oh, cops are these superheroes who, you know, always tell the truth and are there to protect me. That's what I thought until this day. Cop pulls me over because he said my tires screeched. They did not. And then uh, proceeded to say he was going to search my car. And is there anything I wanted to tell him about before he searched my car? So he was thinking he was going to find drugs or something. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I have a knife. And he's like, oh, a knife? Let me see. So uh, I keep a... I just 
have a knife in my car. So here's the knife. And he looked at it and he goes, oh, nice knife. Uh, so you're involved in some gang stuff? And I'm like, no. Oh, and he's like, well, I'm going to need you to step out of your car. So apparently that was enough probable cause, or in his mind it was. And so he, he searched my whole car, found nothing except Magic the Gathering cards in the back, and then cuffed me and put me in jail for the night. What? For having oh. a knife. This yeah, is Orange County? Orange County? It's Orange County around UCI, uh, University of California. Not Republic. even shocked and surprised. Such a yeah, shit hole. People have guns. And they yeah, perhaps. For having a knife in my car, which is not a crime. Mm. Um, and so I got to spend the night in the county jail, and then they moved us, or sorry, I got to spend part of the night in the, uh, the local jail to the university, and then got transferred to the county jail. And, like, it was such a miserable experience. And and the cops were so condescending and dickish yeah, the entire immediately, time. Yeah, immediately, like, if you doing something sorry. wrong here, I noticed that they immediately have this demeanor that they're better. Wrong. Well, yeah, I did nothing. No, no, no. But <laughs> even if wrong. even if there is a suspicion that you may have done something wrong that they think you have... I don't know why he picked you out. It sounds completely stupid. But... Yeah, it should be they, the cops. It's, just wanted to take it out of someone. And then yeah, I, this, yeah, they have a, they, I would never, I, I, I just don't like them. I just know that those people have issues with authority themselves and that's why they seek these positions yeah. out. And I'm like, no, 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 this, this is scary. You know, they're, they're bullies. That's they, what they are, are. They're just fucking the immediately fucking guns. The, the tone they set as they start talking to people immediately, they are on a higher ground and you're on a lower ground immediately before there is, was even well, found or proven or anything. They, the assumption is that you're a criminal and you're guilty of something and they're just trying to find what that something is. And so that's how they treat everyone. And then the the worst part of it was that if I had been like poorer than I was at the time, I wouldn't have been able to afford the $500 for the lawyer to get the charges thrown out. And that would have been a permanent record. Oh my God. That's yeah. terrible. So, so that's something that was not a crime. Out. That's how they keep the poor people constantly poor because then they that's on their record. They can get a job and that's just a cycle. Oh my god, it's, that's so sick. Yeah, if the penalty for a crime is a fee, then the law only applies to the, the poor. Yeah. Well, yeah, especially if you don't even commit the crime. I mean... Exactly. And that's the thing. That's that's when I first sort of like opened my eyes and was like, holy shit, these, these guys are not heroes at all. These guys are fucking scumbags. Yeah, in Europe we have to, uh, some people, some of my cousins say the same. This sounds like it's a police state. And yeah, when I first came here... It is a police America state. America is a police state. Yeah, that's what is. I keep trying to tell everyone. And no one believes me. It's just so frustrating. I've, but I'm like... Yeah. I, yeah, I live in in China. In China, there are cops all over the place, but they're not there to like harass anyone or like to ticket you. They're there to keep the peace, and that's that's what they do. So if someone like jaywalks or something, they don't like write them a ticket or put them in cuffs. They just direct them back into <laughs> the that's, sidewalk. That's exactly what I always say. In the U.S., the cops are out to get you. They are only there to get you. They lurk everywhere and try to find you speeding. Try to find like they're just there to get you. And yes. in, in other countries, I found they're actually there to really protect you and try to keep the peace. Like, really, they don't run after you if you make one little mistake. Like, in the U.S., they're like, ah, I got you. And it's just, uh, yeah. 
it's just and nobody respects the police everybody fears the police and that's a whole different problem yeah and that's a big problem too because it, it attracts people who thrive on this kind of fear and that's just creates bad cultures within so yeah yeah it's terrible well, well that's what they want thailand they want, they want though you said thailand has some dry holidays so those are like very bad punishment <laughs> if you happen to drink on those things or what happens and you can't drink. No, no, the, what bar, is this? the bar gets punished. So, oh. so uh, the bar will have to pay a fine to the cops if, if they are um, serving alcohol when they're not supposed to be. But generally, everyone just keeps it in like a mug or something that doesn't look like a, a beer glass and it seems to work. Okay, um, so it's more like a tradition thing. Like there was something very serious at one time and then now it's just more like a whatever. But the bars have to it, abide. Well, the, the cops here are very corrupt, so if they want yeah. to get money out of you, they'll find a reason to. But generally speaking, like the worst fee I've ever paid was like uh, 300 baht, and I'm still not sure what it was for because I, I'm properly licensed and everything, so there was really nothing he could charge me with. Um, but he just said like 300 baht, and I'm like, okay, here, and that was it. And I'm like, wait, what was that for? I don't even understand what I did wrong. <laughs> Why do you have a license? What's the license for? A driver's license. I have a driver's oh, license. at least like driving, stopping, stopping you while you drive, and there's some. Okay. There's a lot of uh, foreigners here who don't have a license at all, and they just fucking drive around. There's Thais here who don't have a license, and they drive around. So I don't know, like the so the here's the downside. Oh. Yeah, it's insane. Oh. So it's, Thailand is number one for road fatalities. Okay. I can see that. I could see that when I was there. There's no way I'm driving in Thailand. Yeah. So about once a week, I'll see a video that someone will post online of like someone just getting splattered in a in a oh. crossway. Oh. It was uh, two months ago, I think it was. A pickup truck uh, just went. So it's a cross street, and the light had turned red, but there was no one in front of them, and so he just went straight through, just as the motorcycles were coming. And yeah, he splattered oh, someone. And uh, he was drunk off his ass. Mm-hmm. So, and and that was at like six or seven in the morning. So that that kind of shit happens all the time. Yeah, here. which happens here too. I mean, you know that stuff. Yeah, but uh, yeah. I mean, I want to talk about the beaches. You guys go. You are not a beach person, huh? No, I'm not a beach person. No, I am a I've beach to, person. I've been too few. <laughs> I, I did a that's vacation beautiful. on an island. But that's which island? It. It was in Phuket. Oh, okay. Yeah. I even heard <laughs> of that really one. Nice. That must be famous. Yeah, it's I don't not, know. It's, we, we jokingly in America, in LA, I would always say fuck it, jokingly. It's spelled fuck oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, they always say, oh, let's go to fuck it. There's a restaurant in Long Beach that's called Phuket, um, a Thai restaurant. And we were always like, let's go to fuck it. <laughs> um, so that's the only reason why I've known Phuket forever. But, yeah, the beaches are beautiful down there. They're super beautiful, but again, it's way too hot. It's hard to go in the water. It's too hot to lay on the beach. Um, I'll I'll try yeah, that. Just, I think I'll be fine. I, I at the beach, I'm I'll be okay. Once I see the water, I'll be fine. Everywhere, the monkeys were like coming around, and you can't really fight them. So if they come and drink your cola, then you have to let them. Because they can get aggressive. Yeah, you, do you don't want to fight and those monkeys. Exactly, it says everywhere. Don't, don't even try. Don't uh, fight those don't monkeys. Fight don't pet them. Don't. Like, they're super cute, but they literally come right up to you and they drink your drink, and you're like, "All right, cool. I just paid for that, but you go ahead." 
they, they are way stronger than you think they are. You're like, oh, this oh. little monkey could... No, they could break your How do you know? Right Did you fight hands. the monkey? I, I, I had a little tug of war with a beer, but no, he won. <laughs> You won. Oh yeah, I would let him win. I would definitely let the monkey win. I'm like, you go, you go, you go. I, I, I felt the strength when he pulled, and I'm like, no, this is not a fight I want. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, you can have the beer. I'll get another one. Well, yeah, I'll get it. It was. It's like two bucks. No You've been exactly. hassled by a monkey, Dave. I can't believe this. This is awesome. So the story hey, is, go. You would be too if you if you were. Oh oh, <laughs> I I would be like probably buying to the monkeys because i'm afraid of wildlife of every kind i'm just like have your peace i know you have sharp teeth we all like respect <laughs> so so one thing you do have to get used to when you come here then is that you're gonna run into critters all kinds of critters oh, that weather is made for every kind of bug on the planet you're not yeah. selling me on so a vacation right now though this is getting like worse, like the food is spicy, the, the, you know, okay, well, the food is good. You, you have to get like into it, like, it will be the beautiful vista, the most beautiful vista you'll ever see, and some, some good shit, no. throw out some good points. I hate when people do that, because then I get there and I run into all the problems, I'm like, why didn't someone tell me about this shit? I'd rather exactly. tell you all the bad so things. You set my expectations like, low, okay, prepared. and then I'll be yeah, like, oh my god, you said it's shithole and it's a paradise. <laughs> There's good and bad. I'm trying to be balanced. <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah. We keep it. We keep it balanced. But I really, yeah. I some some things. You know. Okay. So did you see any drug trade going on? Because it's a reputation oh that I know. God. I'm really curious what's going on there in the underground. Yes, they're just doing drugs. <laughs> Tell us about your secrets, Dave. Uh, there is a drug trafficking that happens here. Yes, um, yes everywhere, but in every big city. I could go in every big city. If I want to buy cocaine, I can buy cocaine. Uh, of course, <laughs> if anyone knows. <laughs> Where? <laughs> well, you can, like the, uh, they're shady as fuck, the people who sell these things, so I wouldn't go anywhere near shady. them. Yeah. I know, I, and they would rip you off if you see a white person anyways. There's no way, no way. That's just stupidity. So, so it's one of those things that person. you don't have to involve yourself. You can go out and you can just have a good time, yes, though. Of course. And yeah, they're not, they're not gonna hunt you down. They're not gonna be like, "Hey, here's our drugs. You must buy it, or else." <laughs> no, no. The worst scam that I ran into was the ping pong scam. Oh, what's that? Well, did which you, is, did you, which did you want to try to a ping pong show? Is that where you tried to go? I did not, but the friends I were with, right. uh, they wanted to go to a ping pong show. They were damn set on doing it, and I'm like, this is a no. stupid idea. <laughs> and then they, they got scammed? They tried to scam us, but uh, these guys are uh, from the, from, um, uh, they're Russian, so they just didn't give a fuck and walked past the guards, oh. but... The, it was just, I, it was, I felt it going in, I, and I knew it was going to happen, and I'm like, all right, well, at some point, we're just going to have to deal with this, but effectively, we saw the ping pong show, and then we, they, they gave a very generous tip, like, it was like a thousand baht or something, and then on our way out, they were demanding another thousand baht, and they're like, no, we tipped you very well, and we watched the show, and we were respectful, and we bought a bunch of beers, like, why are you trying to scam us? Like, no, you can't go, no, you can't go. And and we're all like twice their size, so it's like the Russian Russians, yeah, they're much taller than the Thai guys. They're small. Yeah, they they've gotten well more money than they would have otherwise. Um, so we just sort of pushed past them and were like, you know, you got your money. Don't even try. 
Um, Nora, but, Nora, do you know what a ping pong show is? Yes, I think I heard it through South Park right. or something. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. Then we don't have to explain. There you go. Cartman's mom does that. I, 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 I don't know what happens really, but I know that there is ping pongs and vaginas involved. So that's all our listeners need to know. <laughs> they fire the ping pongs out of the vagina. Yeah. It's of course they do. Not, of course they do. They've they done really, really um, nice Kegel exercises. Yeah, but I mean, I really just was wondering about the details, like how far it goes. Can another person catch it? And then like... Uh, yeah, I'm <laughs> Atos. And, and so I stepped back and went another row back. Um, but like, they, they could hit you from like 10 feet away. So it's quite impressive. Um, I, didn't, I didn't know the details go this uh, in that, but thanks for that. And I just, okay. Surreal. You asked for the details. I, I did. I mean, it was yeah, great for the show. I did. I did ask. I did want to know. I just didn't know it goes this. Like, I was really just joking. I thought it's just like a friendly. Uh, I don't know what I thought, really. But okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Friendly, family friendly show. It, it is exactly what you think it is, and it's yeah. not something you need to see. So I don't think I need to. to a ping pong show, no. No, I'm good. Cool. So, how did you get out of that? Did you get out of there? You just paid the extra money, or you were just like just left. No, we just walked out. We just okay, walked good. Out. We, we were twice the size of the guards, so it's not like an like you know being a big person like you know I'm six foot two. And oh, I didn't know that, pounds. dude. I've seen you like so long ago. I can't remember that detail, but not. Yeah, I'm I'm a big dude, so I've gotten out of a lot of situations that might have been way more intense for someone you know smaller. Um, so you know that's a benefit. <laughs> like in, in China, like I almost got trapped in a. Uh, it, it, the scam is that they these girls like pretend to have seen you somewhere or know you from somewhere, and then they invite you up to the this uh, private uh -huh. room to do karaoke, and I'm like, I didn't fall for it, but my friend who was with me did, and, and? <laughs> he what dragged me along with him. What did um, they do? Like they tried so, to rob you or something? So, Oh, they're very nice. Like they're very nice and everything, and it's all super chill. And we're just, I'm, I'm doing karaoke. I like karaoke, so it wasn't a big hard sell for me. Um, but the girls then start ordering like rounds of like sprays of whiskey, and I'm like, why would you even order that much whiskey? That doesn't even make sense. There's like four of us, and you've ordered a tray of twenty whiskeys. <laughs> Who's gonna drink all that? I don't drink whiskey. Mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm. I'm like, no, thank you. Yeah, so at that point, that's when I knew it was a scam and that we were kind of screwed already. Because uh, they're going to say that that whiskey is worth thousands of RMB or, and like they're going to charge you for the girls who are also, turns out, they're working girls. Shock and surprise. Mm -hmm. um, so at the end of that uh, encounter, like I let him enjoy as much as he could. And I'm like, you know, there's a point where we have to pay the piper and I'm not sure I can get this out of here. Um, so you had to do uh, he paid some amount, but then uh, he didn't want to pay any more than that. And so I basically stood our ground. And I'm like, you got more than enough out of us. Let us go. And they didn't want to let us go. It was actually hilarious. They brought in this guy who looked like he was from an 80s like movie. Mm -hmm. uh, he was wearing like uh, like kind of like a pimp suit. And he had like <laughs> sunglasses on inside. And he had the bowl haircut. <laughs> it was like a character out of the movie. He's like... And he, he talked to like this weird British accent. He's like, "So you guys think you can come in here and join my women and have 
fun with my liquor and then leave? Oh, I do not think so. I am not your fucking whore. And I'm like, holy <laughs> shit, I'm in a movie. <laughs> yes, it was, like it was amazing. Um, <laughs> it was stupid, but it was amazing. Um, and But then the thing was, his their muscle was like half my height. So I'm like, this is, this is not... You don't make it too hard for me. Make it harder. You guys like I'm in a easy level. How come? <laughs> yeah. Well, it was the middle of the day too, so I think like their heavy muscle wasn't there. But oh, then okay. it turned out that my friend had uh, a Chinese friend, a coworker or something, who he called. Um they tried to take his phone away, so I stopped that. I got I kept him wow. from getting like uh wrestled to the ground and then he was able to call her and then she brought the police. But what was funny was I had negotiated our way out at that point. So we had gotten out, we were going down the elevator, and then his friend showed up with two huge cops. And they're like, let's go back up. And I'm like, God damn it, we mm. just got out. And so wow. we had to go back up while the cops and the everything were arguing. Statements, you actually then, had to like, do the procedure now? Yeah, one of the girls spit on him too. So weird. Oh. It's like, because she, she, well, he'd made out with her. I guess she was like trying to defend her honor uh, i don't know mm. Mm. i didn't i didn't touch the girl the other girl because it was obviously a trap so. <laughs> okay well uh, awesome stories about these uh places and i know to for sure visit you and hang out with you and uh have you as a bodyguard and my husband is also a pretty strong guy so i'll be safe <laughs> is that my words <laughs> I'm afraid. I'm afraid of scammers. I don't like anything like that. So yeah, I'll I'll just go there as a straight-faced white person who like I'm so fucking dumb. I'm here. I'm paying the price. Entertain. You know, swim in your beaches. Just don't, just don't mess up. I that's I want to be upfront yeah. about this. <laughs> well, I'll I'll say this for Thailand: the worst scam is only going to cost you like twenty bucks at most. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, it is. It is like even the, the cabs. Um, we were there. And the cab driver wanted to, it's so cheap. With a cab, it's so cheap. But he wanted to just rip us off because we were foreigners. But we had a couple of us that actually lived there, even though they were also white. But they knew, they were like, no, 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 that doesn't cost that much. No, no, no. And even that was already, even that, when he tried to rip us off, was already more than I would have paid in the US for a cab. But exactly. Was, yeah, so I mean, he, and then he, we only paid because of that couple. You paid actually what it cost, so it was like nothing. I mean, it's really cheap over there. Everything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, see, these countries have to have their own financial ecosystem, you know. So, but that doesn't make it right. Then set a, a tourist price, you know, and then just live by that. But maybe, you know, maybe these these people, the maybe the bicycle is owned by someone else, and this guy is just driving it, is trying to make an extra buck for his family. So, I mean, I get it, but. Um, but we, we have ways to settle that. And I'm not going to go into the, obviously, the girl shop and the whatever, ping pong bar. So I don't think I I would go and encounter this anyway if I just do touristy shit, right? So Well, I yeah. mean, some of the coolest stuff is in some of those bars. So, like, one of the, when I first met my wife, before she was my wife, uh, one of the things I said was, like, you know, show me something cool that most tourists don't see. She yeah. took me to a bar where the dudes line up uh, for the ladies. So so you go in and it's like all these guys like dress super nice in like suits and, and, and ties and stuff. And then um, whenever a lady would walk in, uh, they would all line up and then she would pick one to like sit with for the rest of the night. 
And uh, it, apparently it was because th these were sugar mamas coming in. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. That's interesting. Yeah, I mean, I try to make it a point in every country I go to to not do the touristy shit. Right? That's stupid. You know, I yeah. try to really go and, like, I want to actually see how the people live, where the non-tourists, like, what do you actually do? What's this country actually like? Exactly, I don't want to yeah. be with a bunch of Americans. And I mean, I get it, but see, you know, and... you'll never be one of them. They always resent you because uh, you bring the money and that's all you are to them. And that's fair because oh, of their lifestyle. That's you know? so cynical. It, it is, so though. It is, it is, well. No. I don't know. It's not true. It's not true. There, you can make real friends if yes. you go out of your way and you you're open and. and but not if you're not if you're going yeah. not if you're going especially for a vacation. Not, areas, not if you're going for a vacation. For you're staying there for yeah. a week or two, only gonna be. It's only gonna be. Even even no. for a week or two, you can really make some some nice friends. Yes. I still have people that I have uh, like email and Facebook contact with who We've I met made, in like China and Sweden. Yeah, we had some really 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 good good really cool people like especially if you're not in touristy areas they're really really nice to you it was i've had great experiences over there i never felt like except that taxi driver or something like i never felt like they were trying to rip me off everywhere i went and i was always like no no, no it must be less like i mean you know i i've had great experiences so the people most of them were really nice most of the big scams are, are long-term like long-haul scams like you know, actually marrying someone and like getting money out of them that way and, and things like that. So yeah. I don't think you'd have to worry about that. No, yeah, but yeah, I, I don't know. I just, um, I mean, yeah, I, I, I look at it differently now because I just don't. I, I've been Americanized, you know, and um, I see that. I'm so sorry. I, I know. I see that. Um, it's terrible. It is, it is, but I see that in a sense in my brother when he comes here and he tries to talk to people and Americans don't talk to him, you know, because they have their little fun conversations that are like superficial and he's not fitting that term, he really wants to know their life. And I know when some people go to Hungary, the, the people are genuinely honest to them and invite them into their home and it's a big deal to them and they cook food for them and the people who go don't appreciate it. So, you know, I, I understand both sides and then, you know, you don't, you never know what you get, you know, so it becomes one of those things that it's best to just stay for your, you know, what, what you can get out of it is what you can get out of it safely. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I don't know. Um, yeah, I see it a little differently. I mean, yeah. if you're never open, if you're never open with anyone, you're closing yourself off to those experiences yeah. where you actually make cool, good it's friends. A it's a self-fulfilled prophecy. If you go there thinking everyone's going to try and rip you off, then everyone will try and rip you off. So it's just, that's just the way it is. And if you go there open and honest... Yeah, see, this is not what I'm going through when I'm thinking it, but this is the worst that is in my mind. So there is a bit of a, you know, and I'm very friendly in person. I'm more than friendly, which is shows in my own personal life that everyone thinks I'm a pushover or something because I'm friendly to them. That's a friendliness that comes free in the beginning and then when people take advantage of that easily, because they do, then, you know, then, then you see, well... If you expect them to... I don't expect them to. This is what just happens. No, no one who really knows you thinks you're a pushover. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. I, I mean, I really want to go, but I want to respect their culture, and I don't know, you know, when you go to these places, how to prepare for that. That would be the best advice, oh, I think, for someone to go. 
Like, that, hey, I had you, is, how do you mingle? Yeah. How do you mingle, but be respectful, but watch out for yourself? Okay, so so here's the thing. Every country is different. So for Thailand, I can I can actually speak to that, like how to interact with people here. So Thailand, like most of Asia, is a face culture. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with that term, but basically it's about not losing uh, face. Yeah, in public. Respect in, mm -hmm. in the eyes of others. So as long as you're very respectful towards everyone, generally you're not going to have any problems. Um, and then there's just some, some minor quirks of the country. Like you can't say anything negative about the king. You can't, um, you have to be careful with yeah. money because the king's face is on it. So you can't mm -hmm. like, if you drop it on the ground, whatever you do, don't step on it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? mm -hmm. uh, because putting your foot on someone's face is like the worst insult in, in Thailand. So there's like, once you know those minor you know, cultural things. I think it's it's quite easy to make friends here, especially in Thailand. It is called the land of smiles for a reason, and it's mm -hmm. it's generally because most people here are just looking to have a good time and have fun, and they're not the people who want money. They are sort of a the rarity here, whereas most people are have quite a comfortable life, even if it's not you know high high class life. But they're not like looking to become rich they just want to have a good life and have their beer and drink their whiskey and hang out with their friends and have fun mm -hmm. so and they're not really fond of the king over there right isn't he the young guy that always <laughs> goes to germany and and hooks up with everybody and he's over here i, is that, I will isn't not him? i will oh, not speak i will not speak to that <laughs> someone silence dave how did this happen? He do, he will not speak on a subject. I don't understand. You, you would understand will, if you were in Thailand. Not not publicly, but you know, I'll tell yes. you later. Um, but you can okay. look up whatever you want on that guy on your own. Okay. And you'll you'll see what's going on there All pretty right. quick. Yeah, the Thai people are pretty unhappy both with their government and their monarchy at the moment. So that's uh, but that's not my problem. I'm I can't vote here. I have no say. So it's not my country. What can mm -hmm. I do? Yeah, that's right. Could you ever become a citizen? Is that what you what does no. that? No, huh? No, there's no path to citizenship for a uh, non-Thai. Um, the best I could do is to get uh, basically what is uh, the equivalent of a permanent residency here, which is a, mm. I get a, I think it's a green book, which <laughs> lets me, book. It's a it's a book that lets me put my name on a house. That's sort of like their version of like a social security number or a identification social or what do you, what do they have in Germany? Identification number. Yeah. So it's, that's their equivalent. Um, but uh, I don't think that I'll ever uh, get to that point uh, because so in order to get there, you have to go through their lottery to get the um, permanent residency first. And my understanding based on people I've had conversations with about it is that it's a, a very limited number of people per year and be largely given to people who are friends of royalty or no yeah. government officials no. or who throw lots of money around. And I am yes. none of those. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> Never. Yet, all right, all right. Uh, what about our company? Isn't that going to take off? Like, you know, you'll be someone soon. <laughs> I mean, even if it did, it would be an American company. Oh, okay, time. okay, okay. And then I'm going to trim down the show. So this is just like talk, but we have to kind of end it somehow. Okay. Yeah, so it's been an hour. Yeah, it's been an hour, but it's been a super awesome hour. Um, no, no one has to go, for sure. 
No, I have to go. I have to visit. I was going to go there for a bachelorette party from um, a friend of mine who lives in as Chinese or from Hong Kong, and she was going to have a bachelorette party in Thailand. But of course, COVID blocked everyone. Yeah. How, how are you guys doing with COVID, though? Let's just touch on that for a sec. Oh, uh, not great, to be honest. Um, no vaccinations, so though? Are, yeah, I can't get one. So they did have a program, but it's like, you know, obviously the front line needs to go first. So anyone involved in healthcare, the teachers, which are, there are a lot of foreign teachers, uh, they all get shots first. So I'm like basically dead last on an extremely long list. And they've already shut down their app temporarily that mm -hmm. they were using to create appointments. So I think it's going to be a year before I see anything. Unless... Is there, is there a lot of someone, lockdown now because of that? Yeah. Well, there, so everything was going quite well here. Thailand was one of the few countries that did not yeah. get a huge impact initially. But what happened was they got lazy. And there was a breakout in Bangkok about a month or two ago. And that was right before the Songkran's holiday. <laughs> so everyone in Bangkok, all the workers went back to their home villages, they intermingled with all their people there, then all those people went back to the cities to go work again, and boom, we've got thousands of cases per day. Hmm. So, yeah. we're in lockdown 2.0. Oh, yeah. right now? Right now, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. It's, well, uh, we're, still, we're still slowly coming out, we're still in lockdown, so... Are you still, I thought you, you got your first vaccine at least, right? Yeah, I got my first shot two days ago. Oh, awesome. Nice. Congratulations. I've been second vaccinated. Moderna. I got the Moderna uh, too. Nice. Uh, so we are, we are, I thought we are returning to normal and June 15th is going to be the day when the next day comes, I believe, and people can return to normal in California, but we'll see. We yeah. are, we are safe in this house now. Everyone is vaccinated except the children, so the kids only have to wear the mask now. And yeah. then international yeah. travel still just unnerves me. For me, with the kids, honestly, 100%, but, yeah. Well, there, there's a problem here that may end with extreme civil unrest. Like, it's already, I don't know if you've heard, but there's all, already been uh, protests and things about the, the prime minister. Mm. So if this lockdown continues in, in, in quite this manner, and a lot of income is from tourism so that's all dried up at the, at the moment so yeah. they they were rushing to try and allow tourism to start back up again and obviously that's not going to happen now so i'm quite worried that there may be a civil upheaval again another yeah. coup oh my gosh yeah so you've been through one just let's add this it's going to be a long show but you're a really good conversationalist so <laughs> Yeah, I was. I went through the initial military coup where the, the current prime minister Ramsawat uh, took over. Um, was it scary? Like, was, did you not like? Okay, I gotta get out of here, or what? It was scary because uh, there were soldiers here at one point in Karat, which was quite interesting. Um, but they didn't do anything. They were just posted here as sort of a show of force, like hey, we could mm -hmm. take over if we wanted to. Um, and then it, everything calmed down. And But all of the after effects of that coup uh, largely impacted um, you know, the Thai citizens and didn't really impact me at all. Um, in fact, there was a, one benefit was that they cracked down on corruption pretty hard, and that made my 
uh, immigration trips easier mm-hmm, <laughs> because mm-hmm. they weren't trying to, to grab money from that makes sense. Um, but now that that's, that's sort of passed because all the people who were making money off of the graft and, and uh, from corruption, they're back in power because uh, apparently the anti-corruption thing didn't last. And so it was, it was really funny because you could see it when you went into immigration, there was like actually during this period where uh, this guy named Big Joke was in charge, there were... Uh, they put up posters on the wall that said no tips, no tipping, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I thought was great. Mm-hmm. And that was when yeah. it was the easiest. It was the easiest for me. Like there was no like hemming and hawing about, mm-hmm. oh, you need this document or whatever. It was like, boom, straight and done. Okay. Then the next year when I had to do my extension again, I went in and all those signs had been taken down and I'm like, oh no. And suddenly there were problems and you need this new document. You need to go get this document over here. And that means they want some in return. Like if you slip a, I don't know, money, whatever form of cash, then you're okay. Like all of a sudden, maybe you don't need that or something like this. Well, that's what a lot of people do end up doing is they'll slip some cash under the table, but I don't do that shit. I'm like, no, this has to be above board. I don't want any sort of crap coming back on me later when inevitably these people switch out and then, oh, so you paid fees here. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And as soon as you pay one fee, they're going to expect it the next time too. So no, I just don't play that game. I I go and I do whatever they ask me to. And this last time was particularly bad. They actually forced me to do a one-day overstay and pay a 500 baht fee, which I thought was insane i mean it's it's not a lot of money though but i can't boot well it's it's not a lot of money but it was the principle of the thing they were just laughing with me to the point where they were like see we could totally f you over if we want to and there's nothing you can do about it like well you know f you here's your 500 Mm -hmm. bot i hope you choke on it (laughs) (laughs) oh my god yeah i mean i yeah i could talk to you forever i it's so much it's so interesting to talk to you i mean we have to have really have to have you back on other topics yeah. and other discussions. If you have I can't wait to hear Dave's we're... opinion on Kamala Harris. Okay, okay, uh, we're not gonna, oh. not gonna go there, Dave. Not gonna go there. Kamala? Yeah, <laughs> ask me about Kamala next time. <laughs> I just, I just know that every time Stephanie and some of our guests like rejoice, I'm like, oh my god, just hear Dave one on once on the show. Nope, we're not gonna start that. All right. Uh, we, will. we will. We can talk about this another time because that's gonna be probably interesting. Very so. interesting. Yeah. If, if you want to talk politics with me, I am extremely active in American politics, and I have uh, nice, a, lot of, nice. me too. a lot of information that that people don't seem to know about. So, oh my god, yeah. we have to do a show then. We, we, we have will. To do a show then. Oh, we will. Okay. It's done. Next time. Yes. Okay. <laughs> sounds thank good. You sounds so good. Much. Thank you so much. No, thank you guys. Talking so much. There's a lot of fun. Show. And I hope we get to do the arbiter at some point because that's going to be some some fun too. Me too. Yeah, I know. That's that's oh, a that, that will be a new thing. That will be really cool too. Okay, Dave, yeah. thanks a lot for logging in and chatting with us. Bye. Yeah, no problem. Bye bye guys. Bye. Bye. Good night. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> well, that was a great interview and as you've heard we've had a lot, we have a lot of things planned. We have a lot of interesting things planned. Dave will be back talking about politics and we have another another great show planned that we can't wait to give you guys. So we'll definitely be get back soon. And please, please, if you really enjoy our show and like to listen to us, give us five star reviews on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on all the things at Your Trash Weekly, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We're everywhere. And if you yep. want to email us, it's yourtrashweekly at gmail.com. 
if you want to be on, if you have something to say, always open to that. Yeah, feel free to like or comment our SoundCloud, Your Trash Weekly. And um, yeah, just Google it. It's easy to find. Also, you can talk to Alexa, play Your Trash Weekly. Yeah, we love our 125 monthly listeners. I love them. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you. Bye. Bye.